0: Yo and hello everybody, Mike Moynihan here and welcome to another episode of the Golden Age of Cardboard podcast where we talk all things vintage sports cards. You know this weekend was great. Uh, This past weekend I went to the Dallas Card Show again. uh, That's a relatively local show to me. Uh, It is uh, over in Dallas and North Dallas technically and the show vibe was great. There was a lot of more vintage this time i think than than the previous times it's been very modern heavy ultra modern heavy and nice to see more vintage available i made a few nice picks up pickups i did a video talking about a few of those on youtube but for this podcast today i want to talk about something that that is interesting and i want to tell a couple of stories to lead into it uh well i want to tell is dallas card show story because it's great you know want to give a special shout out and thank you to Kyle. Kyle, he'll know who he is. He, he said he listens to the podcast. I don't know how much he watches on YouTube, but uh, I, I'm sure he listens to the podcast. And I wanted to tell him a special thank you. I got to meet him at the show this weekend. He was digging through some vintage stuff. And uh, he recognized my voice, asked me if, if I was Mike. Yes, I am. Yada, yada we started having a conversation, great conversation. And he said, Hey, I have this, uh, I have something for you, which I thought was super nice. Like always appreciated. And he had an Arnold Palmer autograph for me. Arnold Palmer is one of the greatest golfers. And I I didn't have one of his autographs in my collection and he had one and he had several actually, and he, he let me choose. And so super great of Kyle. And then Kyle had a situation where he was, kind of looking to, to add a big card to his collection. And he solicited my opinion about ne- both negotiating and, and uh, you know, looking at the card and just providing my opinion of it and the price, et cetera, et cetera. And he ended up just picking up an iconic, uh, awesome Hank Aaron rookie card. And I was so glad to just to be a part of that. It's so much fun, A, to spend other people's money. That's always fun. Help other people spend money, I guess, and uh, just that he would even care what my opinion is was was great. And hopefully, I'd led him down the right path. He got a great card at a, at, a, at a decent price, and so that's awesome, Kyle. And being able to do that for people is so much fun. And and being a resource, or at least just another opinion, you know, no one's experts at this stuff. Uh, you can gain experience for sure, but no one knows it all, and and I certainly don't. So, but to be able to help somebody is very fulfilling, very rewarding, and I'm glad I got to do that with Kyle. But he got this Hank Aaron rookie card, right? And I'm, so I'm thinking through it. I'm thinking through a video that my friend uh, Eric, those back pages, did about rookie cards, and I wanted to do an entire episode talking through just what are the rookie cards, kind of in this. Post-war through the vintage era, um, it just shocks me how many people don't know when so and so's rookie card is. That uh, I guess you got to learn. And and so what I'm going to do is just kind of lay out each year, going year by year, what rookie cards, mainly for Hall of Famers, but also maybe some key players that might become Hall of Famers someday, what their rookie cards are, and where to find them, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Another thing about this last weekend was Ryan Nolan, who has been on this show. He has breakout cards on YouTube. He was there. Uh, it wasn't just there; he stayed here at my house, and we hung out and talked cards and swapped stories and all that. But one thing he did that I wanted to point out to you guys is he sent me a book, or it didn't send me? He handed me a book that he wrote, which is amazing. He's twenty three years old, uh, and he wrote a book with uh, his friend uh, Stephen. Lazar, i got a signed copy here it's called spotting fakes so if you're on youtube you can see this but i'm going to put a link to this uh book down in the description below to amazon i mean go check it out if you're hunting for vintage rookie cards or any vintage cards for that matter he goes through a bunch of them in here and what to look for and how to know especially if you're buying raw if you're buying graded it's you know, I guess it's the same concepts, but you can feel a little more confident that at least the card is authentic. It might not be graded right, but uh, it, hopefully they've at least determined that it is a true and real rookie card of that player. But he's goes through, you know, examining the top 50 faked cards and it's, it's just a really great book. And uh, I highly recommend it for Ryan to check that out. So again, link will be below into the Amazon link. And then uh, if you're on podcasts listening to this, just go search Amazon, Spotting Fakes by Ryan Nolan. So again, thinking through this rookie card idea, like how can someone not know people's rookie cards? Again, you gotta learn. So when I think about the rookie card, really, like when did it become a big deal? And I don't think it was until the 80s, honestly, till Don Mattingly and Daryl Strawberry and, oh, their first card. It, it's not that it wasn't important. And that's a, a question I need to ask somebody like Dr. Beckett or somebody, you know, when did the rookie card become a big deal? But when you think about, you know, the the post-war era, there was years where there weren't cards being made. So there's a lot of players like Stan Mutual and, Yogi Berra and guys that have played, you know, for years, Warren Spahn played for years, you know, and then, oh, they have a rookie card, you know. Uh, And so what I'm going to use is my base reference for this. And it's not perfect, but I'm going to use the PSA set registry, the post-war Hall of Fame rookie set registry and kind of go through that uh, as we go through the different years. What's great about vintage rookies is, by and large, there's only one card of that player that is their rookie card. It's not exclusive. There's definitely some, some of the beginning ones that I'll go through. There are kind of multiple choices. But starting in, in 1950, you pretty much have one rookie card for every player. Going Even during the 50s, when you have Bowman and Topps, there aren't for the most part, Tops rookies and Bowman rookies for each player. There's one exception actually, but that I know of, maybe I'll come up with a couple more. But the reality is most guys have one card, which is great, right? It totally eliminates any confusion that there might be of what's this person's rookie card, what's this player's rookie card? It's, it's most of the time, no doubters. But if we start in the 40s, you had 48 Bowman and then you had 48, 49 Leaf are really the first big sets to come out, national sets. Uh, Leaf was issued really over two years. Uh, whether or not it's the 48 or 49, let's not get hung up too much on specifics, but you've got guys like Ralph Kiner has a 48 Bowman, and he also has a corresponding Leaf card. I'm just going to say he has a Leaf card, and then you can know that that's 48 or 49. Yogi Berra, rookie card in 48 Bowman. Warren Spahn, has a card in 1948 Bowman and a Leaf card. So does Stan Musial, one of the greats. Both of those cards are fantastic. <laughs> the 48 Bowman Musial is fantastic. I have that card. I do not have the Leaf Musial, which is really high on my radar of a card I want to pick up at some point in 2022. So there's, you know, two from Musial. Red Sheen Deanst has one card in 48 Bowman satchel page man what a amazing uh cards that he has he has a leaf card which a lot of people consider that pages true leaf or true rookie card is that leaf card he also has a 49 bowman so a lot of people kind of interchange those Um, but page has those two cards it's his kind of first cards jackie robinson It's an interesting case also because he has a 48 leaf. He also has a 49 Bowman. Jackie Robinson also has bond bread cards and, you know, that were issued in 47. The problem with stuff like that, if it's, it's super regional, I don't really consider it because it's very, uh, you know, hard to get those things and super expensive. So you, ideally you want a, a player's rookie card to be considered something, not necessarily the earliest issued, but the earliest issued and the most widely available. I think that's a reasonable expectation to on a rookie card. Probably m- one of the rarest rookie cards for a Hall of Famer is not someone who's a very famous Hall of Famer, not a you know inner circle Hall of Famer or anything like that. And that's Hal Newhouser. His 48 Leaf is insanely expensive up there with Jackie Robinson, Satchel Page, those kind of guys. That, that's really tough cards to find. uh, Is how Newhouser's rookie in 48 leaf. George Kell has 48 leaf or has a leaf card. Again, I keep saying 48, but what I don't know, and I probably should learn more about this is which ones were issued in 48 versus 49. Was it the same set that was issued 48 versus 49? Uh, I've heard this before. I just, it's, it's one of those pieces of information that has not stuck in my brain, probably one that I need to know. So I need to go learn about that. Then you got Larry Doby, uh, along with George Kell, has a 48, has a Leaf card, and a forty nine Bowman card. Robin Roberts. Here we start getting into. There's only there can be only one, just like they say in the Highlander. Uh, forty nine Bowman has Robin Roberts, great Hall of Famer. This is a great set. Forty nine Bowman. It's just chock full of amazing Hall of Famers. Robin Roberts, Roy Campanella. Beautiful orange background on that card. Uh, New Hall of Famer Gil Hodges has his rookie card in 49 Bowman. Then you've got uh, Early Wynn, pitcher for the Indians, uh, Hall of Famer, 49 Bowman. Richie Ashburn, great Phillies player. Duke Snyder, very expensive card, actually. And uh, Bob Lemon finishes out 49 Bowman. You know, I don't want to, I'm not going to spend any time really talking about prices of these like what's what should I be paying for this what should I be paying for that the answer is it depends on the grade obviously not just the grade but how nice is that card in that version of the grade so so many factors that go into price that's just I could get down that rabbit hole and it would be uh never ending but I will say you know hey that's a super kind of pricey one or that's harder to find I'll let you kind of know that if that's something that I'm aware of. so that finishes out the 40s. 50 Bowman, ironically, doesn't have any rookie cards in it of Hall of Famers. But 51 Bowman has. It's a great set. So many wonderful cards. Uh, you've got the set starting out. Card number one is Whitey Ford. So you're going to find that card more difficult to find in, in super nice condition because it's number one of the set. And his kids, when they were kids, r- r- uh, wrapping them up in rubber bands, number one and the last card of the set would get, screwed up a little bit more usually so that whitey ford rookie is uh very condition sensitive monty Irvin is the player in 51 that has a rookie card that is that is kind of interesting because he's got the 40 sorry 51 bowman rookie card he also has a 51 tops and there are so many people that don't even consider 51 tops an actual card set i am not one of those people uh Last I checked, it was printed on cardboard and issued in packs. So to me, that's a card set. People say, oh, it's a game set or it's this or that. And, and that's true too. But I, I consider the first year of Tops to be 1951, not 1952. Uh, 52 is the first year of what we think of as baseball cards for Tops, no doubt. But uh, Tops made cards in 51. They made cards actually before that. They just weren't of current players. So you've got the Monty Irvin with a tops and a Bowman. You've got Nellie Fox has a great rookie card in 51 Bowman. And then you've got the, the two mega rookie cards, uh, Mickey Mantle, which by and large, Mickey Mantle's rookie card is the most expensive rookie card that there is, period. It's not the most expensive tops rookie card because A, his 52 tops card is not his rookie card. And I, when people say that, it's one of my, I say, I said this in my Mickey Mantle uh, episode that I hate it when people call the 52 tops card Mantle's rookie. It is not. He has a 51 Bowman. It was issued all over the country. And then you've got the Willie Mays card, which is one of those cards that has gained enormous popularity and corresponding price increases over the last couple of years during The pandemic, I think a lot of people realize, holy moly, this card is way undervalued. Uh, And I still think the Mays rookie is undervalued. Even at today's exorbitant prices, I also think Mantle's rookie is way undervalued. I don't, I don't, I've never understood why it's so much cheaper than a corresponding grade in the 52 Tops. But just maybe because of the 52 Tops. 52 Tops does have three great rookies in it. Uh, The Mini Minoso. Rookie card is in it, which is super pricey. Uh, Given that it's a guy that, you know, wasn't exactly, it never got elected to the Hall of Fame. It took an heiress committee to get him on this year, which is great. Absolutely deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Just his rookie card is priced as if he's uh, a big deal. Uh, Hoyt Wilhelm has a rookie card in that set. Very expensive. All 52 top stuff is expensive. But most people don't know this, but the reality is the most expensive Topps rookie card, hands down, is the Eddie Matthews. It's card number four hundred seven. Uh, I think it's the last card in the set for fifty-two tops. Actually, that card is the most expensive. Go look it up if you don't believe me. The most expensive Topps rookie card they have ever produced is the for a base set is Eddie Matthews fifty-two tops. Great card probably that's one of those that's going to have to be way down the list for me to afford because it's, it's super pricey. There's no rookies in 53 uh, of note, but then in 54, again, you have this, it's like 51 Bowman was this great set. Then 54 tops comes along and you have Ernie Banks and Hank Aaron and Al Kaline. I mean, Oh, what a great trifecta of rookie cards in 54 tops. And then 55 comes along. It's got its own trifecta. You've got Sandy Koufax, Harmon Killebrew, and Roberto Clemente. Uh, just amazing to have when you have a set like that that's so great and then you throw in the rookie cards. Fifty just 56 tops is unusual because it only has one main rookie, and that's Luis Aparicio is in the 56 top set. Then in 57, another great rookie class in 57. Don Drysdale, Bill Mazeroski, Frank Robinson, Brooks Robinson, Jim Bunning. Uh, The Frank Robinson and Brooks Robinson are both cards that have gained tremendous popularity during COVID and during the crazy. Uh, Those are cards that are not cheap anymore. Not that they were ever quote unquote cheap, but they were certainly less expensive than probably they should have been. Frank Robinson, I'll say it every time I talk about Frank Robinson, I think he's one of the most undervalued players uh based on his career in the hobby. A great player, Frank Robinson. So amazing. And then what he did after as a manager and etc. Uh just amazing impact on the game. 58 Tops is has a singular rookie in it as well, Orlando Cepeda. A beautiful red background of that 58 Tops Orlando Cepeda, great card. Not terribly crazy, actually. Not not one you can pick up at a decent grade for for a reasonable price. 59, again, one rookie card in 59 that, that's of note, and that's Bob Gibson, the famous Pepto-Bismol card, uh, that pink border, pink background on his card, and that great smile. I think it's the last time Bob Gibson ever smiled in his life, potentially, is on that 59 tops. Not really, but he's not known for you know, his jovial uh, personality. 60 Tops, uh, for a long time, 60 Tops was just basically Yastrzemski and McCovey, but now Jim Cott is in the Hall of Fame. His rookie card is also in that set. 61, you've got three more. It, it's weird how it kind of runs in threes. I don't think that was intentional. It just uh, It's kind of interesting how that just kind of happened. Ron Santo, Billy Williams, two great Cub players, rookie cards in 61. And then Juan Marichal. Has a great rookie card in 61 as well. Gaylord Perry is is interesting. He's got a solo card in 62, which is his rookie card, 1962 Tops. But then in 63, it's interesting because Tops put him on one of those, you know, floating head, four-person rookie cards, multiplayer rookie cards in 63. It's like, wait a second, he was just in there. Um, Lou Brock, rookie card in 1962. Uh, 63, you have Willie Stargell has his rookie card there. And then new hall of famer, Tony Oliva is also in 63. He's another one of those guys. And I, I want to say this because I don't want people to go out and find the alternate card that I'm talking about. Like if you, the Gaylord Perry, if you see the 63 and it says rookie stars on it, you're like, oh, that's his rookie card. It's not, he's got a 62. Oliva has the four person, four circle rookie card in 63. He also has a 64, you know, rookies card with it. It's a dual card with another player. So again, don't get confused. Oliva's rookie is actually 1963. Another great rookie card in 63 is, of course, Pete Rose. Very, very expensive. Is that card pretty much across the board, given that it's a non-Hall of Famer. It's always felt severely overpriced to me. Uh, It's definitely a card I will get someday. I just, I'm having a hard time stomaching, you know, finally going, okay, I'll pay it. But uh, Pete Rose is in 63 tops as well. So you got another three great Hall of, or two Hall of Famers. One should be Hall of Famer kind of guy. Stats for the Hall of Fame for sure. Uh, 64, you've got Phil Necro. Phil Necro also has a 65 tops rookie card that it quote-unquote rookies card he's on there he says he's a rookie but he wasn't so make sure you're getting the 64 if you're going after the Phil Necro 65 tops has four uh, rookie cards that are awesome Joe Morgan Steve Carlton Catfish Hunter and Tony Perez all of them are on multiplayer rookie cards uh Morgan and Carlton are on dual player rookie cards Hunter, uh, Catfish Hunter is on a, a four a quad rookie. And then Tony Perez is on a triple rookie. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. And they all look kind of really cool together, actually, when you put them together. 66 tops. You've got a solo, you know, image rookie card of Jim Palmer. So by himself. Then you've got multiple rookies, multiple player rookies with Fergie Jenkins in 66 and Don Sutton. So those are there. Uh, 67, you've got the dynamic duo rookies of Rod Carew and Tom Seaver, both of which are high numbers, so those tend to be pretty pricey. So just keep that in mind if you're looking for the Carew and the Seaver. The Seaver especially has always been insanely popular and and always worth more than the Carew. Uh, Just I think popularity has a lot to do with it. 68, you have another great duo of rookie cards. You've got Nolan Ryan, of course, with that famous, you know, burlap. 68 tops rookie card with Jerry Kuzman. And then you've got Johnny Bench, uh, another dual rookie card. I think his is Ron Tompkins. is the other guy on the on the other side of that. But uh, those are two just classic rookie cards. Then you've got uh, 69. we move to 69. Reggie Jackson by himself on an image is awesome, you know. 69 is one of those years too. Like, and you could say this for other years, you know, do you consider their Venezuelan cards rookie cards? What about, you know, in 69, Reggie Jackson had a top super? You know, to me, those are rookie year cards. They are not rookie cards. The rookie card itself is the base tops card. And call me old fashioned, call me, you know, whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. No, just kidding. Uh, I just I really believe that the actual card, not a variation of it or a parallel of it or whatever is the rookie card. They can be rookie year cards, no doubt. Hey, this was issued in Reggie Jackson's rookie year for 69 top super or whatever. Mm -hmm. All that's true. His rookie card, though, is 69 tops. Also in 69, you have Raleigh Fingers. He's on a multiple player rookie card. 70 is absent of Hall of Fame rookies. But it does have one key rookie in it to me, and that is the 1970 Tops Thurman Munson card. It's just a great card. Dual player. His 71 card's even better, but uh, just gorgeous card. Him catching and tagging a guy out. just I, You can, If you're a card guy, you can picture that image in your mind, no doubt, if you're a vintage guy. But in 70 Tops, there's no Hall of Famers, but there is the Munson rookie. 71, you've got Burt Blylevin and Ted Simmons, 72, uh, Carlton Fisk is in the 72 set, definitely uh, a great card, Cecil Cooper is also on that card, Uh, it's the Red Sox rookies, triple rookie card, 73, you've got Rich Gossage who is on a, a solo rookie card, and then you've got Mike Schmidt on one of the, again, iconic rookie cards of all time with Ron Say as well. His rookie card so you've got schmidt's rookie in 73 74 you've got dave winfield but another rookie card in that set that i want to point out is uh dave parker also has a rookie card in that set and i am i'm really getting on the dave parker for the hall of fame bandwagon i am i am fully on board with that and so i think he should get in uh, sooner rather than later but definitely want to look at that. Another one I forgot to mention earlier in 64 is, is Dick Allen, his hall of his rookie not hall of fame, his rookie card is in 64 tops. So that's another one. If you're thinking who might get in down the road, Dick Allen was so close this year to being elected by the veterans committee, Eric committee, but definitely be looking for that, uh, down the road for him to get in 64 tops, super expensive card, uh, got really pricey with his potential election this year move on to 75 man here we go uh robin yount classic great card george brett one of my favorite all-time rookie cards george brett i just love the look of it it was one of those ki- cards as a kid that i thought unattainable and i got one and it was beat to crap but i didn't care i was i have a george brett rookie card yay uh, Jim Rice, Gary Carter, both have rookie cards as well. They are in the, uh, you know, quad rookie, you know, one rookie catchers and Jim Rice rookie outfielders. So those are, uh, great cards there. 76 is only Dennis Eckersley who has a rookie card in 76, 77. You've got Bruce Suter. Uh, you've also got Andre Dawson. Uh, Dale Murphy also has a rookie card in 77, so that's another one of those guys that a lot of people think should be in the Hall of Fame and might get in someday, so keep that in mind. So we go to 78. You've got Eddie Murray, of course. Just beautiful card. Then you've got uh, a couple of them with four players on it, Jack Morris, and then you have in 78 the only rookie card ever issued by Topps that pictures two Hall of Famers on it. And that is Paul Molitor, Alan Trammell, card number 707 in the 78 Topps set. 79, of course, you've got Ozzie Smith. Great card. Very difficult to find centered, the 79 Topps Ozzie Smith. It's I don't know if it's where it was on the sheet or what, but it was a very tough card. So that ends the what I consider the vintage, but I I have to mention the Ricky Henderson rookie, 1980 tops, just great card. And to me, kind of the final last, you know, rookie card before things went crazy, before you moved into multiple companies issuing cards and just becoming an 81, all the guy and beyond guys have tops, Fleer Donruss and ultimately score upper deck, you know, et cetera, et cetera. As we, as we moved on through the junk wax era and into the nineties and, 2000s. And now how how is a person supposed to figure out in today's world what the real rookie card of a player is? Is it the base tops? Is it, you know, and and I get there's a lot of guys that have put out their opinions on kind of the definition of a rookie card. And I get it. Um, I don't think that in today's world, it's so hard to, you know, limit people they feel limited if you say well no this is this person's rookie card and and you exclude other things that kind of irks people for some reason what's great about the vintage world is in most cases there is no debate about what is someone's true rookie card so i thought this again would be a good exercise just to go through maybe educate you a little bit on who has rookie cards in what years and what sets to be looking for so just keep all that in mind as you're out on the hunt and searching for adding that next gym to your collection. You know, you don't have to just collect rookie cards, obviously, to enjoy this hobby. Uh, but it, it feels like it's just such a big deal to people. And it is, you know, they're great cards. Uh, there's, I know a lot of people that like, especially if the player's rookie was on a multi-year card or multiplayer card, excuse me, let's say Nolan Ryan. I know there's people out there that love the 69 tops, Nolan Ryan, more than the, 68 there's people out there that love the 68 tom siever more than the 67 and go on and on because they like seeing players by themselves on a card exclusive to the you know this is their card not a shared card with another player but uh however you collect awesome you know but those rookie cards just tend to tend to be a big deal and i wanted to make sure that you know got some information out to you and just kind of shared some thoughts about that relatively quick episode today. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back next week with another episode. Hope everybody has a great rest of your week. Hang in there, stay safe and keep collecting. Take care.